Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brandon McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times, One Socket Call. Pleased to be joined by my co-pilot, Will Gagan, sports editor of The Independent. It's Friday morning. It's the, I guess we'll call it the last bit of calm before the storm known as PCRI taking on each other, renewing the rivalry. We can call it now because that's what Ed Cooley has dubbed it. Well, first of all, how are you? I'm doing well. We, uh... We had some COVID issues here in the uh, in the Gagan house. Uh, all got it after Thanksgiving, but thankfully the, the timing was such. I'll be uh, feeling good and I'll be back out of out of the COVID protocols uh, for Saturday. So I'll be there at the Ryan Center and looking forward to it. Should be uh, should be a fun one. It always is. It always is a fun one. Should be uh, an electric atmosphere. National TV, I believe it's on ESPNU. Former PC coach Tim Welsh will be one of the uh, broadcast uh, partner along with John B. and Perel. It's, um, you know, should be exciting. But, Will, I always say that this game, PCRI, comes at a good time because, you know, traditionally like that first Friday or Saturday in December when the teams each have a handful of contests under their belts. And, you know, it's a chance for both of them to reassess where they're at and go forward with the, maybe the remaining conference games that they have before diving into their respective leagues. And for both squads, I think it's it's the last opportunity to grab a signature win, especially if you're PC, because, you know, you lost previous games to Miami, St. Louis, TCU. And, you know, it'll be the first time in almost a decade that they don't have a top 100 Ken Palm non-conference win. Your eyes way outside of the top 100 right now as we speak, but... Um, it's uh, it's an opportunity for both teams to kind of see where they're at before going forward to the next chapter of non-conference play. Yeah, and there, there's definitely some similarities between the teams in terms of, of what they're going through right now. I think they're just sort of both finding their way. Obviously, you or I in the, in the first year under Archie Miller, um, just kind of learning the ropes, learning the system, what he wants to do. I think they are getting better. I think you're seeing some improvement, but they just haven't been able to pull out the close games so far. Um, and, and against the, you know, the, the, probably the, the team that's most comparable to PC in terms of, of level would be Kansas State, and they really struggled in that game. So, so we'll see what happens there. And then Providence uh, just still, still trying to figure out who they are, it seems like. Uh, you know, they, they, like you said, no, no Ken Palm top 100 wins, haven't beat a team with a winning record yet. All their, uh, all their tough games have, have gone to the opposition. So they'll be looking to kind of, you know, test themselves in a, in a tough environment and, and, you know, they'll, they'll be trying to learn something about themselves, I think, for sure. Well, one thing that we learned about this PC team is that it, it just, it takes time when you're <clears throat> together. Everyone thought that adding, you know, blue chip recruits to the transfer portal, Devin Cotter and Bryce Hopkins and pairing them with a returning, you know, sixth man of the year and Jared Bynum, who was a preseason conference all player. It takes time to click, Will, and we've definitely seen that so far. You know, and maybe that lack of familiarity and continuity is reflective on the defensive end. And one point I want to get into concerning the Friars is it's an uncharacteristic stat for them in the sense that they're allowing up the opposing teams to shoot 40%, 41% from three-point territory and teams that have struggled for three on the season, it just seems like it's open seas. You know, classic example, TCU uh, the other night came in shooting 26% for three. They ended up shooting 50% for the game. So if you're URI, a team that has struggled from distance on the season, it could be a case where you get healthy from three-point line because of where PC's, one of PC's deficiencies is right at the moment. 
Yeah, I mean, URI has really struggled offensively, and, and that's especially true um, at the three-point line, shooting 25% on the season. Um, so, I th- yeah, you know, maybe there's going to be some some more holes, some more good opportunities. I don't think URI should, should fall in love with the three because that's not who they are. But if they get good looks against that defense and a, and a few of those fall, especially early on, um, that might be a path for URI to uh, – to, to sneak out a win here. And I think right now what we've seen from this PC team is with Bynum struggling, uh, he's five out of 19 from the field over the last three games and coming off a one for eight, zero for four for three performance against TCU. I think it looks like the, the power has shifted to, to uh, Bryce Hopkins, one of the newcomers, sophomore transfer from Kentucky, you know, someone who Archie Miller, the URI head coach, lauded in his uh, media availability on Thursday, saying he's going to be a very difficult matchup. Tried to recruit Hopkins out of high school when Miller was coaching at Indiana, you know, calling him he could be one of the better players to come through for the Friars in the Ed Cooley era. You know, if you're uh, URI and you're dealing with a multifaceted player like Hopkins, you know, what do you do? Do you double team him? Do you run the risk of uh, leaving someone uncovered? And it's a question for our uh, Miller and his staff to ponder as uh, we get closer to the game here. Yeah, that's a that's a huge part of the, the game. I think is how you match up with Hopkins. He's hard to match up with, no no matter who you are. You know, do you go big? Do you put put a big on him and, and you know try to limit him that way? Do you try to try to body him and, and make him beat you from the outside? Like you said, maybe a double team here and there. Well, that'll be be something to watch is, is how you or I approaches that. You know, maybe Abdu Sam uh, takes him inside. Malik Martin could be somebody who tries to stay in front of him on the outside. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, but he's he's a really good player. I think could have a big impact on the game. Speaking of impacts, uh, we're like we said, we're expecting a, a turbocharged uh, Ryan Center. It's been three years since this game has taken place in Kingston, and. I go back and forth on this, Will, where, you know, you think you have a big home uh, crowd advantage that helps the home team. Not, But then you look at the fact that URI, yes, they went on the road at Boston College on a Sunday. That probably resembled a, a church service crowd. Um, their PC went to TCU on Wednesday night. Uh, you know, they're, they're going gaga over the fact that their team is playing for the Big 12 championship. Not a lot of people are probably paying attention to basketball right now. You know, if you're URI, especially, how much do you maybe guard against, you know, the crowd in the sense that, okay, we don't want to play too fast, you know, go out of our comfort zone just to maybe keep them engaged and things like that. It's more important that we stay within our, you know, our comfort zone and not try to deviate from the plan that uh, Coach Miller comes up with. Yeah, I think that's true. I think you can kind of get carried away with it uh, because it's it's going to be the first time really any of these guys have seen the Ryan Center this crazy. I mean, they, they have returning players from, from last year, but things were going so bad last year for, for a lot of that year that, um, you know, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of games where the, where the Ryan Center was really wild, and it's never as wild as it is, uh, you know, for a PC game. So that is interesting. I mean, I think, I think you or I obviously would, would prefer to be in the position they're in, uh, and, and especially they'll be trying to get off to a good start. Maybe get off to a good start. You know, you're up like uh, 10, 10, 5, 10, 6, even something like that. Like not a, not a spectacular start, but, but you hit us a couple shots early. Crowd gets rolling. Then then you're kind of in it together. And I think uh, I think that's sort of a, a big part of the recipe for you or I. Last year, I mean, they, they got buried uh, up, at the, up at the dunk, uh, which was still the dunk then. Uh, but I think it was 13-2 out of the gate. So you or I can't let that happen again. 
No, they cannot. And uh, I'm sure that they have uh, Ed Crosswell, you know, circling on their uh, on their scouting report. High up. You know, he enjoyed one of his breakthrough games at URI's expense last year. Just, you know, going back up offensive rebound, going back up short uh, little jumper, going back up. It just uh, it seemed what every time that Ed Crosswell touched the ball, it went in. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, if uh, Archie Miller has rewatched the uh, tape from last year's game, he knows that, uh, you know, he can't afford to let Crosswell get off uh, and maybe allow PC to get an interior presence going. Yeah. Some, somewhere David Cox is glad to not be matching up with Ed Crosswell on Saturday. Yeah. He was just enormous in that game. I think it was 13 points, 15 rebounds, uh, just huge, huge impact uh, kind of out of nowhere too. Um, you know, and, and he's a guy, he's just a tough body, tough, tough cover. Defensive rebounding has been like a big priority for, for Archie Miller early on in the season. They're going to really have to block out, and they're going to really have to make sure they uh, they keep Croswell off the boards. Another matchup I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if it develops is uh, Ish Leggett, one of URI's better scorers, uh, matching up against Devin Carter, um, the uh, another PC newcomer, kind of in the mold of Justin Minaya, where he can be a defensive stopper. I think maybe if uh, Carter, you know, you lock down him with uh, Leggett, it could be uh, the po- the point where. You need some more secondary scoring coming from the Rams. Yeah, I mean they're they're looking for that in general because um, they just you know it's it's basically been Leggett, Brian Freeman has, has played well the last four games, and then nobody else even close to double figures. So they're they're definitely looking to find find like an X factor for this game. Leggett, it'll be interesting to to see. He's he's like really played within himself. He's done a great job this year fitting into the new system, and it seems to really really be working for him. Uh, against a, a defensive player like Carter, if, if that matchup happens, you know you don't want you don't want to see Leggett uh, force things. If you're the Rams, definitely want to uh, see him keep playing the way he is, staying within himself. And uh, let's talk about the coaches here. Uh, Archie Miller, first year at URI, and Ed Cooley, who will be going against his fourth URI coach since uh, coming to PC in 2011. And and this week, uh, at, as part of a, a Zoom to benefit each school's uh, NIL collectives, uh, Cooley use the opportunity to call it a rivalry. Um, I remember being in the press conference back in 2015 when Ed Cooley downplayed the notion that this was a rivalry, saying that this game should be played every year at the Dunkin' Donuts Center or then the Dunkin' Donuts Center, as it was called. But, um, you know, saying that he wants to give this game the appreciation and attention that it deserves. And I'm wondering, well, does this have a little bit to do with the fact that you know, one of his good coaching friends and Archie Miller's on the other sideline. They have a history of coaching international basketball together. They were on the same USA under 19 staff that went over to Greece with um, Jason Tatum back in 2015 and took home the gold. And, you know, even Ed Cooley alluded to it that, you know, looking down and you're seeing a good friend and you're like, you know, it's like, it's that fire and brimstone that maybe should be there isn't as prevalent. And, I'm wondering, is it just because of who's on the other sideline led Ed Cooley to kind of change his stance on PCURI? Yeah, that, that could be part of it. Um, yeah, they're definitely close. They, they were on that. They, they coached on that uh, USA under-19 team together a few years back and have remained close. So, yeah, that maybe that may be part of it. I, I look at it more as, like, Ed Cooley just being a little more comfortable in his own skin uh, these days. I said this on a a URI fan podcast earlier in the week where they had me as a guest. Uh, it just seems like, you know, he's in, he's in year 10 or 11 now. Um, he, he has coming off the sweet 16 run last year, kind of has the, the key to the city a little bit. And uh, he's, he's 
more comfortable and saying, you know, this is this is gonna be fun. Like it was, I, I always thought it was really weird that he said that back in in 2015, and the the comments about just trying to he just does this to feed his kids. It was it was odd. Uh, I didn't didn't quite understand it at the time, um, but I think it. Uh, I was glad to hear him change his tune a little bit. It because the the game is great. It, you know, regardless of of which team you cheer for, uh, whether you, if you don't cheer for either team, like it's a great game for, for the state of Rhode Island. It's the biggest sporting event in Rhode Island every year. Uh, so it, to have, have a coach kind of downplaying it, I, I thought was weird and, uh, silly. So I'm, I'm glad that that is not happening anymore. No, nope, it looks like, uh, the rivalry officially is on, at least in Cooley's eyes. And, uh, it should be interesting atmosphere at the Ryan center on Saturday. Uh, Ken Palm says is going with 67, 64 PC. I just, um, you know, one thing about Ken Palm, it doesn't seem they do a lot of reassessing before January, before the, the meat of the conference play begins. And, you know, I always like to give the Ryan center, especially in this game, the nod in terms of home court advantage. And should we do predictions? Well, let's do it. Why not? Um, I'm going to go Friars because I think they had the best player in the game and Dev and, uh, and Bryce Hopkins. And like I said, I think Devin Carter, if he can take uh, Isha Leggett out of the equation, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Rams to find any, uh, you know, secondary scoring or even, uh, you know, a third option. So I'm going to go Friars. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game because uh, both teams have, you know, both coaches like to hang their hat defensively and they've gone through their offensive spells this season. So I'm going to say 55-53 Friars. A rock fight. Rock fight. A slog in Kingston. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to be close. Um, it, it very often is. And I think, you know, the, there's, a, there's a bit of a talent difference, certainly. I think Providence has, has the better players, but they clearly haven't figured it out yet. And you or I will have the crowd behind them. I do think PC will, will be able to pull it out in the end. Um, I think it's, yeah, I, I gave a prediction earlier this week and I don't remember what the, I said the score was. So I'm going to end up making two different predictions, but I'm picking the same winner. So I'll take the Friars uh, 63 to 58. Ooh, a little bit of a comfort for Ed Cooley. And, uh, a little bit, a little bit. You know, we, we've, seen a, we've seen a few uh, rock fights at the Ryan Center. Uh, you know, 2013 EC Matthews with uh, a fadeaway jumper at the buzzer that didn't connect. And the Ben Bentel tipping from 2015 that uh, gave PC a win when they were uh, nationally ranked. Last yep. year, to the Ryan Center haven't gone as well. Uh, Fats Russell basically had his way. I'm sure Ed Cooley is very happy to go down there and not have to deal with yes. Russell going to the crowd as he did back in 2017 and 2019. But, uh, you know, should be a good one. Should be entertaining to say the very least. And uh, I'm sure everyone uh, is uh, making their pre and post uh, reservations as we speak. Um, all the all the establishments in South County, they could be definitely be uh, packed uh, come Saturday night. Yep, it's a fun night. It always is. So looking forward to it. Well, we're looking forward to it. We'll have some uh, plenty of coverage coming out of the game, pre and post, and. Uh, We'll uh, see each other down there and uh, looking forward to a good one. Until the next time, thank you for listening and take care, everyone. Take care.